Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Julia Show, my talk 1071, everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. Congratulations to a young man by the name of Michael Lunkgen. Julia, you'll appreciate this. He was playing at the New Prague Golf Club. Two holes in one. Yes, I heard that. Two days it. apart on the same hole. Awesome. That's so great. That's what are the chances of that? I don't I, I can't imagine. He needs to go buy some lottery tickets <laughs> yeah, right. all over the place. Oh, no kidding. Look the two million dollar winners up in uh, Carlton. Tell me that story. That tiny little town. I mean, Carlton is like on Highway 210, right were outside they, Duluth. Were they Minnesota? Oh yeah, one million dollar oh tickets at two different places. It's always those little stores. Yeah, I know. I know. Like you're supposed to buy them when you're in little towns yeah, and like all the, that. Like the Y store, right at the crossroads of Ely and uh, right and uh, Lake Vermilion. You know, I always feel like I should buy one there. You should. I know. I'm gonna have a sick stomach. Mm-hmm. Do you care to share? All right, so what? I signed up. We're not going to let you go on and okay. on about this too long, but go ahead and go on and on for a couple minutes <laughs> if it'll well, make well, you feel what's, better. What's going on? I have to play in a in a tennis match with complete strangers tonight. Julia signed up for a tennis league with no one that she knows. Okay. Probably lied about her ability, um, so she's... I uh, didn't even tell my ability. The, okay, that wasn't part of it. It's like every, and, and, anyone can play in this No, I don't even know. I, yeah, I was going to sign up with a friend, but her league was too far away, so they shoved me over here with these people who I don't know one soul. I, I can barely play tennis right now. I mean, I'm very nervous. As you should be. You've got a recovering bursa sack, and I know you're gonna. That's gonna be the first thing you tell all your new friends at the table. No, it's on the other arm. <laughs> oh, okay, that doesn't know the racket. That was my excuse well, last week. Oh, do they, they have levels like gold and sure. blue? And oh, gold and blue. No, no there's like I, a two, two, five, three, oh, three, five, four, well, what four, are you? five. Um, like I don't know, Donnie. <laughs> okay, well, what are they? Better. No, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Oh, oh listen, my gosh. I joined the curling league in St. Paul because I was on a mixed league up in Duluth and it was so much fun. I joined a women's league. No one I knew. I just showed up with my broom, <laughs> which is oh, boy, so many so ways to go. With perfect. That. And I left my hat in the car. Yeah. And you're a little dog, too. And it was a completely different vibe from the Duluth curling club and being on my mixed team you know where it was two guys two me and my girlfriend you know mm-hmm. the four of us and all of a sudden you know i'm with these very serious oh sweepers curlers yeah curlers and uh 
I never went back and I'm like, I'm going to bowl at Elsie's. I've heard uh, my friend JJ is a bowler and she bowls with some old Polish ladies on the nine o'clock league at Elsie's. <laughs> I'm going to join that instead. Old Polish ladies. No, it was. It was a nine o'clock league. Okay. It was a 6.30 and a nine o'clock and we wouldn't even get done until like 11.30 and then we would go out. Love it. Oh, yeah. Love it. Oh, my word. Oh, no. I'm, yeah. Okay. Well, tomorrow. We'll see can, if I go back. We'll re- yeah. You can regale us with what happens tomorrow, but you're letting everyone know that you're a tiny bit nervous. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, it'll be more than that. To look, yeah. <laughs> she's, if she has to run out of the room, I won't say. Okay. All right. So the Magical Girlfriend Tour has happened. The Queen and Meghan Markle have rode together and spent the night on a train. And they just. Not just any train. Uh, the Queen's train. Mm-hmm. Here's a little report from oh. Good Morning America. Royal duty with the Queen. Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, on her first official engagement without husband Prince Harry learning the ropes from the world's longest-serving monarch in Chester in the north of England. Pausing to observe a minute's silence on the anniversary of last year's horrific tower fire in Britain. It's less than a month since the American actress and activist became a British royal. From a wedding dress train to this morning's royal train, Meghan travelling in style overnight with a secret stop for a good night's sleep. One car has a dining room that seats 12, another a working office for the monarch. Kate too travelled by train for her first solo engagement outside London with the Queen, but that was a normal scheduled train. Last weekend, Meghan attended the Queen's official birthday celebration in London, showing off what many suspect to be a post-honeymoon glow, and making her first Buckingham Palace balcony appearance. The Queen's great-grandchildren misbehaving, <laughs> Meghan putting on another perfect performance. So far, Meghan hasn't put a foot wrong as far as her relations with the royals are concerned. She's hit the ground running. She's already started work as a working royal. And equally, she's been embraced by the family. Today, two royal generations on show. The Queen, who's been doing this job for 65 years, and Meghan in her new role for less than a month. Even without Harry, wowing the crowds. And we still don't know what has happened with the honeymoon, but we are expecting Harry and Meghan to have their first international tour traveling to Australia and the South Pacific later this year. When will they come to America, though? That's the big question, right? When will Meghan bring her prince home? Oh, oh don't you love so, it? It's, it's the first time Simmons. of that heaven. Yeah, so she was literally, I mean, Donnie posted the photo. They look like they are having a blast. I don't think I've ever seen the queen laughing so much. No, I know. She is giggling. She's wearing, the queen is wearing neon line. That's the way to describe that. And Meghan wore Givenchy, which what she wore on the wedding day, which is a British designer now. Right. And it was a shoulder covering demure, somewhat boring, but there was I no way it. she was going to risk showing any shoulders after the testing. Or any cleavage. Any, anything. But yep. th- anyway, the queen gave her these diamond and pearl earrings that she's wearing. I don't know what she gave Guy the Beagle. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, she, um, I guess they were just like, they just look like it's a magical girlfriend to her. They look like they were having fun. Megan did, wasn't sure who t- to get it, the, the car. Who gets, because they got off the train. Yes. They shook, shook hands with people and then they got over, went over to get in the limousine car and she didn't know who went in first so she waited for the queen to go in first and then the queen stood back and then Megan is to go in first because the queen is to be on the uh, right hand side. 
She wants oh. to sit behind the driver. But, oh. No, on the other side. The queen sits on the other side. Remember, they drive the other side. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. She oh, you're right, Lori. Yes, <laughs> yes. So Megan so was, was to go in first. There was but they little... were like laughing about it. Oh, I know. It, it was, was hysterical. Like, I you, think... When you do that, you dance thing when you're trying yeah. to cross. After how, you, after you. how fun. Mm-hmm. And she looked gorgeous. Yeah, I, I, the dress. It, I loved it, Lori. It looked like a flying nun cape I loved it. around her shoulders. Take a look at it. It just seems like it would be hard to move. Mm-hmm. Like it would be a good dress if you didn't want to eat or drink a lot. Right, and it's training her because, you know, monarchs can't wave like other people. Their arms are to stay at their, their side, sides, yeah. elbows at their side. Yeah. And so it's probably a good reminder to her mm-hmm. to not raise up her arm. Hey, everybody out yeah. there in the back. Well, the earrings that she gave her, it's a diamond stud with a pearl right next to it. And Hello uh, Magazine has confirmed they are a gift from the monarch. But whether they're new earrings that Queen Elizabeth had made or it's something from the vault. We don't know. Mm. I want they are to be in queen. that vault. They are from the queen. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. I the think queen, they it, really look like they were having fun and laughing. Yeah. The queen gave her new BFF a pair mm-hmm. of diamond and pearl earrings and said, you're coming to spend the night on my little royal train, which if you ever finish the crown, there's a lot of the queen on the train going yes. back and forth okay. to Sandringham. Yeah. And I just, because Kate has never spent the night on the train. William has never spent the night on the train. Harry has never spent the night on the train. They stopped somewhere, some undisclosed for place sleep. for sleep. I know how fun. I know how I fun. Love it. All right, how fun. We come back. It is uh, time for random thoughts with. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now, Julia's random. No, he's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, before we get to some of the Flag Day facts, because today is Flag Day yes. uh, 2018, I we have not talked about the woman that got her head stuck in a tailpipe at the <laughs> music festival. That wind suck. Oh I know. Gosh. We have not Minnesota. talked what about this. The video Happened. was amazing. Oh, it's so hysterical. <laughs> so... This was the Winstock Country Music Festival. That was this last weekend. Mm-hmm. A 19-year-old named Caitlin Strom saw an unusually large tailpipe on a car. According to her, her first thought was, hey, my head could probably fit in that. <laughs> well, she was right. Sort Who's of. drinking? Yes. yes. Obviously. She managed to get her head in. Oh, my God. But when it was time to take it out, she was stuck. Suck. Oh, my God. The fire I saw de- the photo. I saw the I photo. I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. <laughs> the fire department had to come and cut off the tailpipe to get her unstuck. Nothing was injured besides her integrity, <laughs> and she was released. Some scrapes around her face. Yeah, not, I mean, uh, talk about panic at the disco. Oh, my gosh. But she also got a ticket for underage drinking. Oh, well. But can you... <laughs> How do you live down that you one? Don't. Remember you the don't. time you were stuck in a tailpipe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's probably not having the best week. Yeah. But I just, I fr- saw that yesterday and I forgot to talk about it. Okay, so today is Flag Day. It is. It's, um, Summit Avenue looks very, just they always do Summit all the way up and down. I love it. And they were, they, they were all up like yesterday when I got home from work. It's pretty cool. I know, it is So, um, Flag Day, originally, the first Flag Day was June 14th, 1977. No, 1777. Thank you, thank you, 1777. 1777. 1777. And on June 14th, 1775, was when uh, Congress authorized soldiers to enlist in the Continental Army shortly before the Battle of Lexington. 
So it was two years earlier before Flag Day, and it's the same day that they established the U.S. Army. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's on this day as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, the day is a legal holiday in only one state. Oh, um, really? And what state do you guys think it is? Uh, Washington. Washington State? Yeah, Washington State. No, No. Pennsylvania. Yeah, because that's maybe where so much happened. Yeah, Pennsylvania is the only state that it's a legal holiday. And as far as the red, white, and blue, um, what they stand for, red is hardiness and valor, standing for the ability to endure difficult conditions. White, purity, and innocence. Uh, they stand for freedom from moral wrong and simplicity. Mm, Good to remember. Blue, vigilance. And perseverance and justice. I love your pronunciation. I know it. Vigilance. 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 And Preser- valor was the other one. No, well, that isn't on here. No, that was That's under the red. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I know. Jesus. It's a lot of words. Where's valor? What did I say? Valor. valor. Like valor. Would <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys even know how great red valor is? <laughs> I mean, in a tracksuit, can you think of anything better? I have a red velvet off the shoulder. I didn't even want to play. I I have a red velvet jumpsuit uh, off the shoulder. It's actually separate. It's the bottoms and the top. I want to see it. A tunic top. Do you still have it? it. Oh, yeah. I kept it. I want you to wear it into work. Oh, Lord. Where, where I don't know it? why I kept that. I think I kept it because I spent a lot of money at Nordstrom. Yeah. And I got these amazing chandelier earrings, shoulder dusters. Oh. And what year are we in? Oh, we're probably in like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And it was the year my mom gave her husband, Steve, a nickel slot machine. And I got the first jackpot at the oh. family Christmas. Oh. I won $100 in oh, nickels. Fun. You're the luckiest oh, it was a blast. I've ever met in my life. It was a blast. And it was so fun. And so uh, I was convinced that my red velour tracksuit. Velvet. 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 Listen, I remember buying a pair of red velvet pants at in hawaii um by sassoon yeah that i kept for years you had a, we both had a cute pair of black velvet i pants, know the cigarette pants. yes and mine were from the gap i think mine were from ann taylor gosh they're missing in action I they, wanna, oh they kind of come back in I they know. come around i've I, I know they do um 150 million american flags are sold every year 70 Six percent of Americans, sixty-five plus, have a flag. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different ways to. Ho- That's enough about okay. that thing. Okay. But I like the my flag. I like all your has velour yeah. and valor. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. So this is kind of, um, you know, when you're taking an Uber car ride home and you're kind of buzzed, and you tell the Uber car driver, "I want to go to one of these fast food establishments." Which one do you think most people pick when they're buzzed to eat at on the way home? The blessed place to eat while you're drunk. White Castle. Um, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco mm-hmm. Bell wins. Um, and then listen to these stats. Taco Bell is a top choice in 31 states. Did Uber... Re- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Glesis? No, okay. it's a different study. I just mm-hmm. added Uber because the headline is 41% of Americans say Taco Bell is the best place to eat while drunk. Um, so I was well, just saying everyone's taking a, a safe ride yeah, home. Yeah, there it is. So I'm it's just, a hangover. It's I'm a just, good hangover. I'm food. just updating it with, you know, safe driving practices. 
Um, and Don't I, forget the taxis, ihail.com. Absolutely. Lyft. Oh, my gosh. When I was talking to the taxi drivers in Washington, D.C., their, career, their careers are ruined because of all these other things. Yeah. and They're devastated. Yeah, of course. You're right, ihail. And if you just want to look at the pure calories, if you were going to go to... Um, McDonald's or Taco Bell or the Waffle House, go to Taco Bell. It has the least amount of calories. Mm -hmm. But women, we consume an average of 775 extra calories after a heavy night of drinking. That's a lot to soak it up. Oh, Hash browns, oh, women, 759 I can't tell you calories. how many hotel rooms I've woken up with you and we're in a bed of Pringles and chocolate <laughs> uh, M&M's. Peanut. Peanut. Peanut m and They sell them in the, in the yeah. food bar or whatever that's called. The, the mini bar. Julia mm-hmm. is like a late, I'm a late night. Like a late night. <laughs> There's a lot of people who are I'm late, night, late snackers. night snackers. If you've had a couple of drinks, you kind I of are like. I can't stand it. I, I like to have nachos. I like to have nachos. If I come home and I feel like somewhat weavy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to make a plate of nachos. <laughs> Give me those nachos. Oh, it does. And it does. Mm. Like, just soak help. it up. Just soak it up a little I know. bit. And I like the lime chips and I do the cheese, cheese. And then I watch like some real housewife thing. And I, I drink two glasses of water and I feel like it's really helping me. I don't screw the calories. Well, right. Really, you know, no headache in the morning. Oh, I know. Well, that has that's better than the peanut M&M's. They do nothing. And I had a massive peanut M&M. Mini Barbell in Mexico once. Did you? Oh my oh, gosh. It was me, not the raccoon eating them. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So Father's Day is this Sunday, people. Don't forget, I texted both my Please kids. They said, we'll send dad a text. And I said, you can do better. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, buy your dad a gift or a card that's or let nice them know. nice of you to remind your kids to do that. You know, that's good. Well, yeah, they have a great dad. But the survey found out that even though dads pretend that they don't care, my dad never pretended he didn't care. My oh. dad cared. Oh, so does my dad. Oh, there was no pretending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cared. Oh, yeah. my. In fact, my dad gave me his request for Father's Day like two months ago, and I have no idea what they are, but they're bow and arrow arrows. Oh. I mean, where do I go? Dicks. Yeah. Or the one. other big Cabela's one, Cabela's. Or Gander. Cabela's or Fleet Farm. Gander's or... out of business. He wrote it on a posty note, and you know, my dad writes in micro letters. Right. What a Schaefer like... archery. Is that where you go? <laughs> you want bow and arrow arrows. Hey, what's yeah. he, what's he Walk hunting? into bow. <laughs> I like some bow and arrow arrows. <laughs> well, I, don't know. I mean, I'm just at a loss. To... I'm so bummed I can't just give him a check. Go to the Robin Hood store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've got cute outfits and great hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, buy him a Robin Hood outfit. Oh, oh my God, that'd be I hilarious. That, that would be hilarious. She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now trending report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, continuing from the world of sports, would be the U.S. Open that is currently happening right now. Also, Game of Thrones trending. The show is skipping Comic-Con for the first time since it premiered on HBO. Also, another HBO show, Westworld, will not be presenting a Comic-Con panel this year. Also, Drake trending. He reunited the cast of the classic teen show Degrassi in his new music video for his song, I'm Upset. Also, Between Two Ferns trending, the talk show hosted by Zach Galifianakis has a new episode out today. It's first since 2016, and it features Jerry Seinfeld and Cardi B. Also trending Stranger Things, there is a Stranger Things video game in the works. How exciting. That's what's trending here at my talk.
Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. But we're going to call it Hooray for Broadway because Chris Hewitt just, uh, is back a couple weeks ago from New York, right? Correct. Correct. And, of course, Chris is at the Star Tribune. You cover theater for the Star Tribune, and you've long, we've talked to you forever about movies. Um, but we'd love to just hear a little bit about your Broadway and what you saw and what was great. In case people, we've got people going to New York all the time from mm-hmm. here. Well, Matt Palmer's butt was great. In oh, what? I feel like people need the 411 on that. That was the boys in the band, the all-star uh, A-list gay production of Boys in the Band. Mm-hmm. Andrew Reynolds is in it. Zachary Quinto. Uh, who else? Jim Parsons played the lead. Actually, we saw the performance right before he broke his ankle in the next performance. So oh, really? We lucked out that ours just made it in before a couple of them got canceled. And the boys in the band, is this a... Um... It's a 1969 play. Okay. And it takes place at a party which all of the men are celebrating the birthday of one of them and they start bickering. And it's, I think, criticized in some spheres for being sort of a self-hating play. Yeah. And I think these That's what I've always heard about mm-hmm. that play. Okay. And I think the thing is, when it was initially performed in 1969, there were no other stories about gay people on stage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. So, and you were like uh, having to keep very hidden and, you, yeah. you know, the being snarky with each other was sort of a way of letting off the steam of having to be undercover. Right. Which is still the case. I mean, the play is still yeah. set in 1969. Oh, it is. Okay. But I think now there are more stories about gay people. So okay. it doesn't stick out as, are we saying that all gay people are yeah. Yeah. So you liked not. it? It was. Really... I liked it, and I would and why urge do we people. See Matt Bomer naked. It's in this? very early in the show. He shows up to the party, goes upstairs to a shower. There's a shower on stage. Nice oh. and showers. And if you look in the ceiling, which is mirrored, you get an excellent view, especially if you're sitting on the right hand side of the theater. Okay. Oh. Did everyone These take good notes? Okay, those are very good notes. <laughs> those are good notes. Okay. okay what else, what did, else you did you see? Yeah. I also saw the band's visit, which just won ten Tony Awards. The Tony Award-winning musical. It's beautiful. I bawled through the last half of the show. I that it looked wonderful. I love the speeches with Tony mm-hmm. Shalhoub and the woman and the other guy who said he tried to pretend he wasn't Muslim after nine yes. eleven. He was so ashamed. And yeah. I mean that they. I was like, I was like, that looks like a great show. It really is. It's and I think is it new? Uh, it's based on a movie that came out probably ten years ago about an Egyptian band that goes to a small town in um, Israel to perform, and they end up in the wrong town, and they form sort of random connections with different people in the town. It's a really subtle show. I mean, there's like not a big yeah. amount of change that happens for the people. They just get these little connections and little moments of is, humanity. Is it with other people that they would normally not supposed to like or something? Is that the rub of it? Maybe that or for sure just would never even come into contact okay. with. And the some number you saw performed on the Tonys, Omar Sharif, yes. is one of the Israeli women who is reminiscing about learning about life sort of on the other side, okay. you could say. And this man coming to town who's played by Tony Shalhoub sort of reawakens that and maybe reawakens her interest in possibly him. Yeah. All right. So that sounds good. I would, do you think that'll ever come here? Yeah. They've just announced, they haven't announced dates, but they just announced that it is touring. So it'll Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. It'll maybe a year and a half or so. And angels in America. 
with Andrew Garfield and Nathan Lane, both who are both of whom are spectacular, both of whom also just won Tonys. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful show. I kind of had forgotten how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Like I remembered that it's really sweet. Well, and was sad the and, HBO version of it? Did was it as funny as the? Was that funny? I think it probably was. It was very. I, I remember thinking I it was very faithful to the play. Yeah, I saw okay. the original company, you know, twenty five years ago or whatever that was yeah. too. And I remember thinking the HBO one was faithful, but yeah, it's it's really really funny, and particularly the Andrew Garfield character, Prior Walter. Yeah, who, who does he play again? His character's name is Prior Walter, and he's diagnosed with. Uh, HIV just before the start of the show and he's sort of reckoning with that and he is visited by the angels so he's reckoning with that and his boyfriend breaks up with them so Mm -hmm. he's dealing with that and he has a really hilarious encounter with the wife of a Mormon man who's realizing that he's He's really stretching his actor wings isn't he? Yeah. I mean he could be taking the money and running and instead he's doing you know this show for months in London and now doing it in New York and I'm sure not getting paid particularly well. Um, How about... um, West Side Story coming to the Guthrie. Is it opened yet, or what's no, the deal with the that? No, the first preview is tomorrow night, and it opens officially opens a week from tomorrow. Do you want to see that, Julia? I do. I, do. I, I love West Side like, Story. And you know Cheetah's coming, right? Uh, yes, and she the kept benefit. panning to her in the audience. Yes. You know, because I was just like, oh, there, the camera is loving Cheetah. Yeah. Yeah, but she's looking great. So um, She's doing some gala benefit. I think it's on opening night. I think mm-hmm. the 22nd. And one thing that I'm really interested in, you know, the Ordway just did it last year and did, I thought, a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw that. Mm-mm. It was terrific. But it was the traditional kind of Jerome's Robbins-based choreography that we always see and that was in the movie, too. Um, and this is throwing all of that out. Oh, it is. It's a Cuban-American woman who's doing the choreography and pretty much starting from scratch. So I'm intrigued to see yeah. oh, nice. how the show works when those kind of iconic images that... I at least associate it with it are not part of the picture. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, maybe it'll make it easier to look at it in a new way. Maybe it will instead of that, you know, the way they yep. jump and leap. Yeah. It feels more, sometimes yeah, maybe dated. It's more fresh. Oh. They'd freshen it up. Yeah. yeah. I bet. I mean, yep. well, it's still going to be set in the 60s. So I That's guess they can't okay, really do but it. Felt, but it always felt like to me like that was a hallmark of like a. Like yeah, a, yeah, it is. It's a the cheesy it's the musical. Yeah, I don't know, I and agree. I shouldn't say that. And I know all the dance people are going. Ah, what no, are I know what you mean. And that that movement probably isn't specifically 1963 or whenever it was. 1961. We just associate it. Associate with that. Yeah. yeah now you raved about a show that Sally Wingert is in here locally. Yes. A one woman show. What is that called? It's at Theater Latte Da. And she plays a librarian in, I think she's in Amsterdam, for sure she's in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. who a uh, library book has returned, I think it's 133 years overdue. Oh my gosh. Oh, and so I she decides that. it's a mystery and she has to get the bottom to the bottom of how it just shows up anonymously. So she wants to find out who had it, how it got there. And she ends up taking, this is slightly a spoiler, but not really. She ends up taking all of these flights around the world as she attempts to figure out, she Weird becomes obsessed. And really, you ultimately realize what's happening is she, there's something missing in her and she's trying to find it as you she You have to be really world. good to be in a one person show. Oh, man. oh, oh my gosh. Hello. Can you imagine? No. Yeah, you mean, have to be a dazzling. You know, they say acting is, is reacting. Well, hello, there's nobody to react to yeah. except yourself. yourself. Yeah. That so, would be hard. And she's done it a bunch of times, too. She did a show at the Jewish Theater for years ago, and she did Wit, which is yeah. almost a one-person show. She's like year. the Meryl Streep of the Twin oh, Cities, totally yeah. for sure. Yeah. And is that is Lottie Da always at the Ritz Theater? 
Is that where the production is? Uh, Do you know? They have done a couple of things at the Pantages, but yeah, almost okay. always at the Ritz mm-hmm. Theater. And this one is at the Ritz Theater. So you could go to Young Joni first for a little nice dinner. Mm-hmm. I like that. Chris. Yeah. No kidding. All right, now you I've got, got to tell us about a ball, um, ball, a musical tribute to my lost testicle. So it's this actor, Max Fortanowitz. <laughs> who, who you said we need to have on our show. I think you guys would like him a yeah. lot. He's mm-hmm. really funny. And he does this uh, musical Mondays where musical stars in the Twin Cities do a cabaret at Lush. Well, like, remember, like, Leslie Ball had her yes. show forever. She still, she still has it. She I, still does. Hers is every week. This every is just week, yeah. the first Monday of the month. Okay. But, and it's people you've seen in other shows doing, it'll be themed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Max and his company, The Catalyst, put that together. But also he has this show. He had testicular cancer. Mm-hmm. I think it must be like two and a half years ago now. And had one of his testicles removed. And he decided to turn it into a musical. I musical love, comedy. Is it funny? I bet it's hysterical. Yeah, it is. I bet it's hysterical. Yeah, because Julie and I, for a while, we were like really advocates about men checking yes. their balls. Because you're very intimately acquainted with the tackle part. Uh-huh. But not the bottom part, you know, the he is, too. And in yeah. fact, he's performed it around the state and in some cases as benefits. For because it's been like they have people like young, young people, people in their 20s and 30s. Even younger. He's young. even younger. I yeah. think he might be 35. Yeah, yeah right. I know it's, someone whose child was 18 years old and got it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, guys, they're very familiar with the grip. They got to get familiar with the undergrip. Yeah. The undercarriage. The undercarriage. Feel it all. And Mm -hmm. that's how he discovered it, too. He was doing sort of a shower sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, that made it sound dirty, and it wasn't. No, no, I didn't mean it. But everyone, <laughs> well, washes everybody their... washes their balls. Right. I you mean, hope. yeah, you should. You, you yes. should start in the pocketbook. That's what I say. <laughs> That's what I think the natural soapy ground is. I like it. And that is at the Southern. It starts next week. Oh, yeah. okay. I think it's maybe just four or five performances. But okay. Yeah, you guys would love him. Okay. All right. Listen, we are talking with Chris Hewitt. We come back. We do have to talk some Hollywood. Mm. We got to talk uh, Deadpool, Ocean yeah. Eight. We've got some movie ideas that we want to get your okay on. And also, uh, Brie Larson has something to say about male white movie critics, and I'm in, we're interested in your take. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Well, all right, what is the meaning of this? So, Chris, what did you think of Ocean's 8? Were you uh, a fan of it like I was, or were you... I was a fan of it, but here's the deal. Okay. I think it has... It should be funnier. And I think it has the wrong director. I wish the villain were more interesting than he is. I mean, I guess we're going to call him the villain. Um, and I wanted it to be funnier, but I still loved seeing all of all of those women together. Yeah, like here's the thing: you saw the viral thing with Hoda and uh, Sarah Paulson yes. and Kate Blanche. They were funnier in that thing than they really are in the movie. So I like wanted them to, I don't know, riff off each you other. You didn't or like something. the director. I just think, and it's maybe the writing more than anything. Okay, but I just wanted it to be funnier. All right, yeah. well, next but time. But I did like it. I loved those women. I love a caper. Yeah. The Met Ball idea is super fun. I think, I think, uh, I think that, like, I went with three women, mm-hmm. and one lady was so-so about seeing it, one lady flat out didn't want to see <laughs> it, and all three of us loved it even more than we thought. I think that women, I'm just going to get with Brie Larson, her point about 80% of movie critics mm. are white male dudes, and a lot of times they don't get what the movie who the movie audience is for. And the thing that we really liked about this movie that made us feel 
because we never get to see this. See, you're like looking at it like, oh, it could have been way bad. But we never get to see eight badass women. No. We never oh, get no. to see. Uh, so for it was so satisfying to see what was going on. None of us were thinking, oh, that joke could have been tighter. We loved going right. into the mat. We saw the fashion. We loved what they were wearing. We loved the badassery of these women. Because we never get to see it. So that's why I think women will like a movie like that way more than, sorry, you as, you know, the white uh, male. I mean, I'm but sorry. But here's my point. It should have been written and directed by a woman. Because I they would have really dr- had insight into oh. the way those women interact with each other. But like again, the woman. it's like a standard that you're, you're this, the bar is like right here. We're just like so happy. It was so, I thought the cool factor was really through the roof on this movie. It I agree. was super cool. I just think those women deserve better material. All right. Oh, listen to you. You're and putting I think it under Jillian that guy. Who made the obvious child yeah. would have given it to them. Yeah. Well, all right. What do you think about Brie Larson um, at the Women in Film uh, Crystal Awards in Beverly Hills last night? She said, um, I don't need a 40 year old white dude to tell me what didn't work about a wrinkle in time. It wasn't made for him. I want to know what it meant to women of color, biracial women, to teen women. Of color. Am I saying I hate white dudes? No, I'm not. I'm saying if you make a movie that's a love letter to women of color or a love letter to women, there's an insanely low chance a woman will review it or a woman of color will have a chance to see the movie, review your movie. And she asked for studios to screen movies for critics from underrepresented backgrounds and include them in press junkets. Mm. Yeah, was, I totally agree. With that. I yeah. think Roger Ebert was really kind of great about that. And we, you know, we don't get to read your movie reviews anymore because right. that's not really what you're Doing. reviewing at the Star Tribune. And um, I always thought, think that you have brought like the uh, Roger Ebert more sensibility, where you do try to take a look at, move, at the movie's viewpoint as mm. far as what it's about, like yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the job. But I do think she has a huge point mm-hmm. because... I think she picked a weird movie to to stand on because A Wrinkle of Time objectively just isn't a very good movie. But, but yet, all the women that women that have seen it and young I, girls that yeah. have seen it, they have loved, loved it. it. I, mm, sat I next, know plenty of women who didn't think really, it was Really? I sat yeah. next to a young girl and she loved it on the plane. She watched it. I mean, look at the the, sh- the showman. You just saw the... The, the greatest showman. The greatest show on earth. Most I male critics hated it. Yeah. I loved it. Well, it always oh, very low. It was like twenty eight percent on Rotten Tomato. I, yeah, I don't know. If it was I male absolutely or female, loved but. it. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, there are different reasons to go to different movies too. Mm-hmm. Is another thing to acknowledge. But and I do think she do has things. a point, and we oh, see yeah. this come up every time. It is a chick centric. It is so male dominated, and we're sorry that we're picking on you right now. <laughs> I know because you uh, have sens- sensibilities you, there. Yeah, I well, mean, I do feel like yes. that you usually are more sensitive about so that. So I'm going to ask you and about the, something else. Okay. Oh, but finish if well, you I was want. Just the hard part is, you know, newspapers are getting rid of movie critics. So I, it which is. is I don't know who's, how who's doing it that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people need to start blogs, I guess. And, I don't know. That's the way to get we more still like, in there. We still like reading. I mean, I hate that everyone's getting rid of everyone. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, we don't like that. We need to have our journalists and our critics and reviewers and stuff like that. But All I the mean, voices, yeah. On like junkets, like for press junkets, do, does it tend to be the same group of people all the time that the studios fly out, you know, do the thing or send the tickets to go? 
I haven't been to one for a while, but yeah, it was. And they were, I mean, overwhelmingly for sure white. Actually, um, that isn't as much critics as entertainment journalists. And I think okay. there were more women represented there, but, but yeah. All right. And, you know, she's, she does these junkets all the time. So she knows exactly who she's sitting yes. across from. Yeah, yes. that's true. All that's right, I true. A, I have a question for you. Yeah. The okay. Clueless, the no. Clueless musical. We got to ask I know, but first that. I want to hear about the oh. movie, Won't You Be My Neighbor? Is that opening? Yeah. Okay. Uh, tomorrow. Okay. So this is the one you saw it. Did you like it? It's fantastic. I mean, I don't think there's Mr. anything Rogers. necessarily like if people are Mr. Rogers fans, they've probably seen most of the stuff that's in the movie. The amazing clip of him testifying before Congress about why programming for children is important from, I don't know, 1973 or whatever mm-hmm. the year that was. But it's beautiful. I mean, he is one of those people. In fact, there was a play here in town a couple months ago done a largely puppet based play done by a guy. And I said, you know, not that I want to like trash Mr. Rogers in my story, but is there anything bad about Mr. Rogers that you can tell? Mm-hmm. And basically the answer is no, no there isn't. Right. He's just like goodness and kindness from yeah. beginning to end. And so it's nice to kind of get that message in the, the documentary. Okay. And is the documentary, is it just like in limited release? We have to make our way to Uptown to you see will. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Because RBG went wide release. Yeah. And this one could have that kind of general yeah. interest. It could go farther than. Because it's that good. Yeah, it is really good. And it's, you know, people are going to talk about it because everybody loves Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. We do. Just we like do. We do. Almost everybody loves RBG, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Think of it. All right. Now, Clueless, a yeah. musical coming mm-hmm. to Broadway. Do you like it? Uh, I think it's off Broadway. Off Broadway. Okay. But with the hope it could go on Broadway. Because Mean Girls, you were, you didn't see that show when you were in. Based on the reviews, I opted not to go. Yeah. And I think that was probably a smart choice. Gosh, that Tony number. I mean, that should be like a highlight of the show, and that wasn't even very funny. Oh, I didn't think. I liked it, though. I fast-forwarded. All right. Oh, for crying <laughs> out loud. the song wasn't that Okay, great? what about yeah, the Harry Potter musical? Have you seen that one? Because It's that not one a was... musical, and I did oh. not see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a big commitment, because it's two plays, three and a half hours long each, oh! so it's like oh! That sounds like hours. a nightmare. Oh, my Who would gosh. go to that? Who would even go? Are people going to oh, that? Oh, it's a huge, huge hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know Harry Potter fans, but, but I'm not. Talk about the poor actors. Yeah. And also, you're like you know, if you're going to New York for a long weekend and you're going to spend seven hours of it with Harry Potter, you don't have to right. the other options. I'm going to quiz you. Chris may know it, so I asked you, what is Clueless loosely based on? You know, like 10 Things I Hate About You is supposed the team yes. of the shrew. What is Clueless? I do know what old, What novel from the 1800s is that based on? Not Withering Heights, but Jane Austen or Jane Eyre. Jan, John Austen. Jane Austen. Okay. Emma. Yeah. Yep. It's Emma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you And weirdly, at around the time that Clueless came out, also the Gwyneth Paltrow, Paltrow Emma, came, Emma out. came out. Which like, I loved. Yes. Oh, so loved. Good. So good. Well, Amy Heckerlein is attached to yeah. this. So and she the play. directed the movie. Mm-hmm. So that, that gives me a little hope. It does. Because I'm a little over the movies being made into musicals yeah. trend. Yep. It's it called, doesn't work that often. It's called Clueless the Musical. And uh, the director who did Rock of Ages is that's who's doing it, and a choreographer Kelly Devine come away from me, and let's hope that we let's just hope that Coolio's rolling with my homies better be in Clueless the Musical because that is just an amazing song. As if Laurie, I know. And Alicia Silverstone, by the way, is going to be on Lip Sync Battle tonight as Cher. Set your DVR. She'll be great. Yeah. Okay. So I just read today also S Town the podcast is being made into a movie. What do you I, think about that? Well, I was one of the few people who was not that crazy about it. We didn't even podcast. do it. We missed that whole thing. 
I don't think you missed much mm-hmm. because okay. I thought that the guy who was the focus of it was sort of from the get-go, you could tell he was a liar, which, spoiler alert, it turns out he is. Yeah. <laughs> However, the guy who's been attached to the S-Town movie is the guy who made Spotlight, which I love, love, love. Love, McCarthy. So, so I would so be there for that. Okay. Yeah, okay. What do you know about uh, this uh, sexual assault case against Sylvester Stallone? Is that why he was dropped from Incredibles or whatever, the Expendables oh, or whatever? Expendables? And I, replaced? Do you know anything? I don't know anything okay. except for what I read, but it's from, when is it from 27 the 80s? years. Yeah, 27 yeah. years ago. So that seems strange. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I guess the Me Too thing is probably ringing to light lots of stuff that we didn't hear about, but. Yeah, I don't know. But that must have been why he had to drop out of the movie and get replaced by John Cena. Oh, was that? I couldn't remember I think the that's whole. a different movie. Okay, but whatever. He John he Cena replaced, yeah. just replaced him in a movie because Sylvester had to step back. So oh. the studio probably asked him to step mm-hmm. back. That's an interesting isn't it? I mean, I would argue upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> right? Very 